are listening to the cool, calm, and collected thoughts of the Valiant 33 podcast. Sit down, relax, take a sip, put your feet up, and let's go on this journey together. Nothing is wrong. Everything is fine. I'm I'm inspirational soft rock radio Mike, and with me is my equally level-headed and joyful co-host Stuart probably wearing a bathrobe and doused in exotic oils that smell like chocolate chip cookies. We never yell. We never get riled up. Everything is just fine. So pull up a chair, close your eyes, sip that tea. Did I mention to put up your feet before? I'm not sure if I did. Put those feet up and join us on this totally rational and uplifting episode. The Valiant 33 podcast, where everything is just fine. That's that's inspirational soft rock radio, Mike. That's my new thing. Nice. I can tell by your face that you hate inspirational soft rock radio, Mike. I was trying to figure it out. So uh, <laughs> there is nothing wrong with this. Everything is fine. And just take my thoughts as inquisitive and not as judgmental sit down relax take a sip and put your feet up uh well we're the valiant 33 podcast and we are going to talk about rnyfc versus st louis city 2 rochester falls 2-0 to st louis me and stew are there we're going to talk about it yeah so it, it was it was nice being there. Um, obviously not happy with the result, but it, it was good to see the team back. We uh, we met some of the other fans, and minus one person, everyone else was really nice and really accommodating. Uh, the, the one person, I think, was the, the sign that every team needs a supporter group area. And they do. They got theirs in the middle. We weren't in the middle, though. We I think we ended up in... Uh in GA or something. Well, the whole thing was GA. I don't know if we were in the fucking family section. We might have been. Yeah, we tried to get a specific section. They said, nah, we don't really do that, which is totally fine. But if you want to blame anybody, blame Caleb. (laughs) We're not going to blame Caleb. This is I'm blaming Caleb. This is a non-judgmental zone. Where to That's right, Stuart. This is this is the Valiant 33 podcast where everything is level-headed and just fine. But yeah, it was pretty good. Was, <laughs> I can uh, tell you hate it so much. <laughs> I'm gonna do every intro like that now. We uh, be super uplifting and inspirational. Yes. Yeah, so, so one thing that did happen was there were a bunch of people because our sign you you've seen it on social media. I look like Rex the Rhino and don't didn't really love the look. Uh, all I'm gonna say is wearing all gray was an interesting choice for you. I have still not unpacked all my clothes, so that's about what I had. And you divorced uh, mom. Yeah. Hmm. And um, it, 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 I was cosplaying. Okay. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't let me bring the mask on the plane. So, uh, but there was some confusion about whether the rhinos were R and Y or if R and Y was the rhinos. We had to tell a couple people, yeah, you're you're seeing them. Um, but everyone was super excited about the rhinos being back, and 
generally it was a it was a good crowd. Um, yeah, it was out. It was a, a very positive reception to that idea, which is completely opposite of what you find online right now, which is everybody likes to just open up their ass cheeks and take a big dump on everything that's the, the team's doing. But in real life, when you meet people face to face, they're like, oh, yeah, the rhinos. And then they just kind of accept like, oh, OK, I guess it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. There were there were maybe two people that I explained the reasoning behind the name change, and they were like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." I mean, they just went through a name change too, basically. So it's they get it. Um, well, will... we 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 also had the benefit of like the two fan bases aren't really that different as far as um, having team you know teams exist before, and then just happy to have something you know, come from, from that into what it is now. Exactly. They've got the benefit of next year going to MLS, but. We'll meet them there in 10 years or something. After the game, they did keep on feeding us beer, which uh, I know Matt was not a fan of that. Well, it, it looked and had the consistency of engine oil. I think it was, what was it like 12% or 13% or something crazy. And I had, at one point I had four cups in between my fingers walking around. Yeah, I, I did drop the, uh, the, what was that, the Bud Lights they gave us. I did drop that at one point because I was like, well, if you're giving me something good, then I'm going to not. Oh, I dropped mine too, but it wasn't on purpose. I was just yeah. riled up. And and really where where I dropped it was the first beer I had, which wasn't a Bud Light. It was Shock Top. But, and but by the way, before I get into this, I just want to say St. Louis might be in MLS Next Pro right now, but their beer prices are in MLS right now. Oh, yeah. It's yep. fucking ridiculous how much the beer was over there. Also, they didn't check anything. They didn't check our ID. They didn't check our tickets. They didn't check our pockets. They, as we walked in, they were like, hey, get all your change and stuff out of your pockets. And then we just kind of walked in and showed someone our phone that we had a picture on it. They're like, oh, okay, you're fine. Well, you just got to act like you're supposed to be there. Well, they, they probably just figured like, these guys came all the way from New York. They're not going to not have a ticket yeah. and they're going to not bring anything in. That's going to get them kicked out. Which ironically we flew in and did not have a ticket, but then that got all figured out. <laughs> we don't have to worry about that. Um, but what, what I was going to say is I spilled most of my beer in, I think it was what the 12th minute with that. No penalty call that stonewall penalty, right? It happened right in front of us. It was right in the yeah. box. It, yep. So um, we're going to get into the game. So <laughs> the uh, yeah, it, it definitely felt like a foul that if that happened in the, let's say, the 19th minute, that would have been called. Or if it was just outside the box, it would have been called. But because it was within the first 13 minutes, the ref was like, I, I can't call a pen right now, even though you can. You can call a pen at any point in the game as long as the game hasn't finished. I think that's where he started to get rattled. It, it definitely felt like he was being influenced by the crowd. I, I mean, I do blame him, but at the same time, like you, you, that's what home field advantage is, is you have 6,000 people behind you expecting, you know, certain things to happen. You're going to kind of go with that. Uh, yeah. And the, the free kick that then turned into a goal for them. I, I don't know how that was really a free kick. I also don't know how at all that was yellow. Um, wind definitely seemed to 
play a, a, a huge part throughout the game. Um, Kayaki's goal or throws were going like 40 yards away from where he was intending for it to go. Yeah, it was windy. But, I mean, home games here aren't necessarily going to be any different. I mean, over summer, it'll kind of even out a little bit. But at the beginning of seasons and the end of seasons here, you're going to have to end up dealing with that. Yeah, it definitely felt like something where they hadn't, a lot of them hadn't played in an open field like that with wind. That they either played with no wind or that they played in huge stadiums that kind of block the wind. And hopefully as they train together more, they'll be able to figure that out that you can't throw the ball 50 yards upfield when the wind's that crazy. You need to start from the back. You could see a lot of good ideas. I know there's a lot of long balls that were played where you could see the idea and you're like, yes, that's the, that's what you're supposed to do. The wind just wouldn't allow for that to, for them to cash in on it. So I'm not going to sit here and pound on them uh, for the two, the two nothing loss, because as far as two nothing losses go, I think it was a, it was a good two nothing loss because you could see, especially towards the end of the first half, everything was starting to gel a little bit and you could see the ideas and you could see them get, to where they wanted to be, it just fell apart in the final third. But playing from the back, up through the middle, it would cut through it, and it was looking really good. And then it just wasn't able to uh, cash the check. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it, it definitely felt like a team that had what was it, eight practices with mm-hmm. their with their head coach, and all the issues they had getting to the game, all the issues they didn't train in the morning. Well, well, we, we heard, heard we we heard that yeah, there's uh, some travel hiccups. Yeah, and we also heard that a fair number of the players on St. Louis two right now are likely going to be on St. Louis next year. It, it's not the end of the world. Um, obviously, there was the second pen later on that. But which, so, if if you're not going to call the pen that we were supposed to get in that twelfth thirteenth minute. Nothing the rest of the game is a penalty. Those types of pens are always super tough for me because it's technically a penalty because the goalkeeper takes the player down, but it's nowhere near the goal. It's in the 18-yard box. It's not in the six. It's nowhere near a point where if the goal if the goalkeeper doesn't do anything, that a goal is going to happen. The player's already going to go down, and it's just... It's not something a goalkeeper should do, but I also don't think that it's something that is a stonewall red or stone stone wall pen every time. And unfortunately, it seems to be one of the ref's favorite things to do because, oh, even though you're at an 85 degree angle, they could have scored. It's like, no, just no. <laughs> it could have ping ponged off of something. Yeah. Well, and the, the, the ball wasn't even on the freaking dot either. It was a good six to six inches to a foot in front of it. So I don't know how no one else picked that up, but we were just there and we saw it. And I'm like, and, and he still got it. it oh, just, he, no, they heard it. Just nobody was paying attention to us. Yeah. Then there was that red card that I was, I'm a bit suspicious <laughs> about. Yeah, I know. So, I know you are. I'm assuming there isn't actual spot betting. <laughs> on these types of games, at least not in the U.S. But the first the first yellow was four minutes earlier, and it was for time-wasting. They already had two two goals on the board. This is what um, that Arsenal player is getting investigated for. Oh, Granit Xhaka? 
Yeah, he, he got a yellow while four goals up or something for time wasting. And then the red card came back came four minutes later just for something it really it wasn't great, but it wasn't I don't know if it was a card. The website listed it just as a straight red. It didn't show it as a yellow, which was a little weird, but that might just be the website still being a little flaky. I'm assuming they're just getting tired. And that's why he did the time wasting. That's why he did the did the uh, foul. But it felt a little bit suspicious. So we might want to see what Armstrong <laughs> does the rest of the year to see if maybe <laughs> Keep he tabs uh, on him. Yeah, maybe he's got some uh, a side hustle going. Well, they, yeah, just going back to what you said about their squad and probably a decent percentage of them ending up on the roster somewhere in MLS. Because uh, before the game, me and you looked at each other and Rochester came out and they all look like they're eight feet tall. And we looked at each other and it was just like the goon squad coming out like, all right, we're probably going to be OK. But uh, I'll give it to them. They they were a quick team. And they, they came out of the gate fast. I don't know how long they've been playing together, but you could tell that one team has been together longer than the other. They definitely, for long stretches of the game, they definitely held it together, had possession, had good positional play. It was just, as you said earlier, it was those long balls in that if the ball had gone to the player, it's a really good shot on goal. It's a really good chance. The wind took it that little bit more, or it took it it took it away from them, and then you end up with basically nothing. So that's how we end up with three shots on goal when there were probably another five to eight long balls that easily could have been a really good opportunity. And that's just a, a matter of playing together more, where the the basis of what we saw it was a lot of oh if that just happened a little bit different. You know, we're looking at a different number of shots on goal, which could mean a different scoreline. But going up one nothing like we should have gone changes that game completely. So it's hard to say those long balls or those whatever. It's 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 a different play style after going up one one nothing because at least the website says that we started off as a four two three one, which right out of the gate. I think I looked to you and I said, it looks like a four, four, two with an alien and Batiz playing the two up front. And it, it might've been a four, two, three, one. I, I mean, who fucking really knows, but I, I, especially from our angle, which was just where we were standing because there's no replays on the website. So I can't really rewatch the game, but we saw a lot of Batiz pushing up and on our end, which was up front by the goal. And Brigida seemed to be uh, back a little bit more, so that's why it kind of looked like a, a 4-4-2. It is disappointing in three plays and on the website, and the highlight basically seemed to be three things that happened in the game. Apparently their trial that they have for their uploading site only allows them to have a two-minute highlight reel. Which, yeah, if, if you look at those highlights, that does not reflect the game that we saw in person or what people saw on the live stream we looked a lot more dangerous than the one header that went wide. And then the gap cost a shot that went left of the post. We, we had a lot more going on than that. It, it, yeah. We, we held, we held most of the, a good percentage of the of the possession. We had a fairly good pass rate. It really was just up front. It was tough and it, it felt a little bit like a lot of the players were unsure of their fitness. So 
the press that we were probably looking for in the first half wasn't happening as much because players didn't want to get gassed in the last half hour. Based on the stats, um, which confirmed what I saw or what I saw live was how much work uh, Will and Alien is willing to put in with dropping back and kind of doing a lot of work along in the middle of the field to allow Costa to push up and take those chances, like the one that we saw towards the end of the game. So not to pat ourselves on the back, but when we said that Batiz and Brigida were going to act as inverted wingers and kind of take on the bulk of the attacking with, I wouldn't even call him really a false nine, but he did like to drop back and hop on that horse uh, in the middle of the field. So I, I think we at least got one thing right out of all the bullshit we've said. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll take that. I'll take that to the grave with me. I'm going to rub that in everybody's face. Yeah. People are tall. So we, we got that right too. But that's more just reading comprehension. It is true. So. <laughs> if MLS Next Pro is listening, can you fix uh, Batiz's name on your website? It's They spelled it Bates, like B A I T Z. Fix it. Respect the man. Yeah, Actually, that's, fix that's... it and put it in all caps when you do fix it. So the only negative thing I'll say about the the team, and I think this is just an experience, is that they they knew we were at the game, and it was disappointing that I can understand not coming over because all the other St. Louis people are already up front. But just give us a wave or something after the game, do some sort of acknowledgement. We're going to have away players or away games. Uh, I know there's a, a group of guys going up for the New England Revolution game, and it, it, just acknowledge that people are taking time out of their day to come and watch you. Well, yeah, I don't need like a, a personalized letter or anything, but you know, we, we traveled the same distance as them. Um, so yeah, just a little acknowledgement wave would have been good. Um, before we move on, I just want to say uh, the subs that came in, uh, Rayo pop Dre, Ed Williams and Smith. Uh, basically the, um, Bruno just replaced, you know, the front five. Um, like like for like. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I do like that the subs were made at a decent point in the game. It wasn't like an 85th minute sub or anything like that. I, I mean, other than that, I, I, it was chasing the game at that point. So uh, for, you know, the point of the game that it was at, I wouldn't say anything super negative or positive about any of the subs. Cause at that point, the only positive thing you could say is yes, we got a goal and that didn't happen. Um, but overall, right. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, the website says we played five at the back at that point, which, you know, <laughs> but um, overall though, I'd say I'm happy with the work rate. Oh, so the only other thing I'll add to is I know people are kind of dunking on the team for not getting a goal. And after the, the red card, it, it's not that difficult really with teams with the amount of subs they have to recover from being a man down. Cause you, you take a, you take a forward off and replace them with a defender and put 25 people in the box and trying well, to just and, get the ball through. And especially going to 10 men after you have a two goal lead. Exactly. It's not like they, they did anything after that. They just kind of sat back. Yeah, they put on an extra defender. I mean, playing against 10 men is harder because you know they're going to sit back. 
they're defending a two goal lead. So they have a, a two goal cushion and they just don't need to do anything. They just need to maintain to get the result. So it's not like we'd lost against 10 men when it was zero, zero, that would have been embarrassing losing the 10 men when they're, they're two Oh up after, you know, a series of bullshitteries like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And they definitely did the, Oh, you touch me. I'm going to fall down and I'll get the foul because. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to fucking dunk on them for that because if we were in that position, I'd be telling them to tie their shoes and, you know. Yeah. So, so want to get into, into the, the new hot topic of the day. Yeah. What's that? Tickets. Tickets, oh, yeah. Mike. Tickets. Yeah, we got them. We got them, buddy. So uh, you did yeah. all the hard work on that. You counted dots today on the seats. So you, why don't you uh, list the numbers of what we got so far without giving the number, the secret big number that we got for the Section A supporter section because that's, you know, a secret. Yeah, so I haven't included that because uh, reasons. Because none uh, of your tickets, business, that's why. Tickets went on sale. You'll see on our- the day. You'll see when you see. Tickets went on sale today for the RNY Insiders, and it's triple uh, digits though. The uh, the numbers are pretty good. So each each section has 310 tickets or seats, and C and D have sold about half, and B is a little bit lower because uh, I think they're they're a little bit afraid of Section A. But well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You could see, like right where Section A is, there's a big pocket of empty space between. I guess if you're looking from the back and the top, the left side of that section is filling up, but then there's a, a very large grace period between the supporter section and in that section, which, you know, at least people know that's the thing. And we, we touched on it a little bit earlier, just know what you're getting into. If you're going to take that row right next to us. Yeah. And in section a, if, if you're not aware is it's the called the, supporters group section there's another section on the opposite side for just general ga um haven't included that because i don't have that information but they're at about a third of the seats are sold on the first day which is impressive that's before general public this is just people that got the newsletter so you sign up for the newsletter you got the special email saying all right here's a code or whatever put it in and then you can dropped earlier in the podcast Wait, what? I, I may have dropped what that code was earlier in the podcast. Which... Oh. Well, go. Well, it's too late now. It doesn't matter by the time this comes out. <laughs> but you go in there, you get the tickets ahead of time. Tomorrow, which is going to be third. This is Wednesday, the 30th. Tomorrow. Third. Yeah. Tomorrow is a general public sale. So that means just anybody off the street can buy a ticket. So basically, as of right now, a third of the stadium is sold with season tickets which is really good in in addition to section a which is the supporter section which is pretty dang full yeah and i I think we're literally going to have sold more seats in the next three or four days than they sold in 2017 well you did the financials on it they made a quite a fat stack yeah it's a fat stack yeah so that's well, we, we won't get into the financials, but that's that's a fair amount of um, of the initial need for them, I think, because your people are going to each game. They're going to add concessions. They're going to get merch. Mm-hmm. So 
they've already made a ton of money off merch. So I, yeah, I think that's it's a nice wad to to walk out of the door with. Yeah, it's. I think we're looking at less than that 1.3 million that they needed in 2017 to make 2018 a reality. But if we base that if we base that number, we're already 10% there basically. And that's not to mention the merchandise sales that they've made, not just here but globally. Which I'm not going to say the number, but I've heard a very large number. And that's just the basic. Let's be honest; it's very basic shit that's on the website. And if they're selling that much of just the basic stuff, uh, I am very curious to find the number when the, the Adidas stuff comes in uh, exactly. very soon. All right. Well, enough talking about money that we'll never see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so now we're going to do the uh, preview of the next game. Um, it's against New England Revolution at Gillette Stadium on Sunday at 6 p.m., which I guess that'll be kind of a nice time to watch it because. I don't know about you, but I don't really do much on Sunday evenings. Also, knowing that's the only time you're going to be able to see it unless uh, MLS changes their uh, their recording. Yeah, place. which I want to say. I mean, come on. So we've talked about Indian Super League before. It used to be on ESPN Plus. As soon as the thing's done, you can rewatch it almost instantly. They switched to One Football, which is only live streams, and it's the most annoying thing in the world because. If you're not there to watch it live, which at 9 a.m., most people are at work and you can't watch it. You, that's it. Like you just got the highlights and the highlights that they have are bullshit. So, yeah, yeah, just, I, I, I didn't I didn't watch it at all this year because I just kept on forgetting. And it is twofold, too, because hey, either you're at the game like we were in St. Louis, but, you know, you're in the moment. You're not really thinking about it from like a, you're in the mix. You. you're amongst yeah. it yeah you're amongst it so you're not taking in every little fucking detail so for people like that you want to be able to re-watch it um and maybe pick up on things you didn't the first time you can't or if you're just not able to watch it that's it you can't see it, it, it yeah it's, i'm hoping they fix that because that's and that might be a year two thing it might be a year two thing but it shouldn't be i mean I'm not the computer whiz like you are, but it can't be that difficult. Is it's, it a bandwidth it's, thing? No, it's literally just someone pressing a certain button to record. Like it's the data is going through something. Press that so button. You, Press it. Not you. I'm sorry. I'm not yelling at you. Oh, sorry. I, I pressed I the button. The recording. The recording may have. No, no. The recording's still happening. We're we're good. Okay. Um. But it, it's it's very basic. Unfortunately for some, it's still recording. Yes. Yeah, it, I think it may more just be the infrastructure in the back, back end, but it's MLS. They should be able to handle this, I would think. So hopefully it was just a technical glitch that happened this weekend because as a technical person, one little thing can go wrong and they're like, fuck, we're, we can't do anything because it's better not to have any recordings than to have like realize halfway through the, the RNY game that you fucked up something and then have every other game. So hopefully this weekend everything gets better, but we'll see. Right. Even even if it's just the the game of the week, quote unquote, where they have the the ESPN crews or whatever come out and film like what our game was, yep, it was yep. the game of the week, and it was way higher quality than every other game. And you go on Twitter and you can see all these other teams bitching about it. And I saw some of them, and like you got frames dropping, 
half the time the ball's not even in frame. Like you can't even see what's going on. So, and I know it's good. It's it's just like USL. The home team is responsible for the broadcast. As long as our team has a, a good broadcast, that's all I care about. I could give two fucks about New York City or RSL or Tacoma, whatever the fuck they do. If we're playing away, I'm gonna care. Yeah. The priority for me is that our broadcast is as good as possible. Exactly. I, I think we're gonna be in a USL Pro 2016 situation where the games were shown on YouTube. The quality was very varied. I mean, I remember, I want to say it was Richmond Kickers. There was a game where they literally filmed it behind one of the support poles. So <laughs> when when there were there was the kickoff at the start of the half. You couldn't see the ball because the pole was in the way. Like, why don't you just move the goddamn camera over? It was but... like the Open Cup game from this past weekend where if it went into the corner, you kind of just had to wait for it to come back out. Yeah. <laughs> or you could do a big faux pas, and when you do a, a replay, you forget to take the audio out of it so that yeah. the announcer is also in slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, so under the new, new England Revolution, so they did win their first game. Technically, they tied it, but because we don't have ties in MLS because or MLS Next Pro because we're Ted Lasso fans, we uh, they won it in penalties against NYCFC too. And FOTMOB didn't know how to handle that because at first it gave them both a point because I don't think they're set up to deal with the new wave of the future that's coming. Yeah. Um, and then eventually they fixed it. So. It doesn't happen automatically, but eventually the extra point is added on FOTMOB, which we are on, by the way. Yep, just the wrong logo, but we got the name changed. So <laughs> I'm going to take credit for that because uh, we finagled some things over. Well, the it's, it, it's the wrong logo or the right logo, depending on who you are. It's a different logo uh, when it's the head-to-head matchup view, but then in the table, it's the current logo. Yeah, I think it's 2016 logo on the the schedule page. Then the head to head, I think it's 2017, and then yeah, the table it's 20 2022. And FOTMOB completely disrespects the A League. It doesn't show our A League trophies at all. It shows the 2015 USL and the 99 Open Cup trophy, but the A League trophies are just not there. So fix that too, FOTMOB yeah. piece of shit. Don't say that. You'll get people angry at us. Um, Again? Yeah. So, it, from this, all we have is is, is these statistics, because I'm not going to watch a two-minute video that gives us nothing about the teams. And um, Revs had the same amount of possession. They had the same shots as what St. Louis did. Um, I, I'm assuming that the game's going to be a lot better with that extra week, and that the players just aren't going to be as off-put by the travel situation, because I'm assuming they're going to get there by bus. It should be a tight game. It'll be interesting being in Gillette Stadium because I'm anticipating they're not going to get a ton of fans there. Who knows? Oh, we'll be there. Well, not us but, specifically, but our people will yeah. be there. Yeah, so yeah, we're sending a bus up of people. Um, willingly, that sounded a little bit uh, <laughs> ominous. <laughs> well, as long as referee Matthew Thompson and assistant referee two Eric Burton aren't there, I think we might do okay. Yeah, and and if they are, just remember, call them bald, fall, fraud, and uh, you're all good. Yeah, Heard that some, a couple some, of times. Yes, fraud starts with an F, which is the other word that we called him. Yeah. Um, that ended in a K. 
Yeah. I want to make that clear. I'm not getting in trouble for some other shit. I'm going to keep tabs on them. We're going to see how they do for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah it should be good. It's, uh, honestly, no, not I, the team, the refs. I'm going to keep oh, yeah, no, no, exactly. No, no I, think, I think it was a rough game. I think he's going to watch the replay because I'm sure they actually have a replay. And I'm sure he's going to be like, oh, fuck that up, fuck that up. And hopefully he learns. Cause... You know what happened? We got guidoed in the <laughs> Cincinnati game. Guido yeah. Gonzalez. We, karma's a bitch. We got guidoed. <laughs> So, uh, what do you think the score is going to be? Um, well, considering me and you looked at each other at the start of the last game and said three zip us, I'm going to say a conservative one nothing. I think it's going to be one two, R and Y. Okay. Uh, I I do the scores properly, so that always confuses people. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I, I'm hoping for a one one or a two two draw, and then we win on the. Uh, on the shootouts. And I know that's not better than three points, but I just want to get that shit over with. I want yeah. everybody to just, I want, the, cause it's early in the season. We already got our only loss out of the way. So what I want to do is get our only, you know, shootout out of the way, have everybody go through that, be good. And then we just get W's the rest of the year. Yeah. That seems logical to me. And I'm looking forward to seeing St. Louis in the final. That's going to happen. Like, I, I don't I, I don't see a way that they aren't in the final with all the DPs that they're bringing in. Well, they're coming in in uh, July. July. Yep. Yeah. Right. And, and just from the other games I've seen from the teams in the West, it's nothing crazy. I mean, one team put up four on somebody. But to be honest, who the fuck knows what that means? It's the first game. It's a lot of these teams were announced like literally this week which didn't make a lot of sense like i think tacoma was announced this week and they're playing tonight in week one somehow even though we're recording five days after the first game and they announced their their roster yesterday end of june i think we'll know pretty yeah, much where everybody stands it's impossible to tell right now like oh that was an upset that you know this is a, a biscuit game like nobody knows any games in the first third of a season are tough to do anything about because even if you know it's a huge game so let's say next year when we know the squad's a lot better you're still going to be like well does it matter if we win or is the tie going to be enough and unfortunately we might see a lot of that later on where it's like hey let's go for a tie because we can get two points if we win a bullshit shootout so see how that how that works out Right. I think the most important thing from this entire season is Bruno establishing a style of play and really just figuring out what he wants to do and showing everybody what he wants to do. I mean, we don't we have no idea what the turnover is going to be like with this. This mm -hmm. is a fresh roster. I know we, we have a couple people on loan, but not really that many. Just establishing that identity. So when somebody new does come in, we can go, oh, yeah, he's going to fit in like this. Because right now, we don't really know. We have one game to go off of and some Instagram yeah. clips. Like, that's really it. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll have a much better idea watching that replay and honestly recording it, recording it on our own devices. So. Oh, yeah. So we'll – should we just put that up on our website and then just pirate that shit? Um. We'll talk about it later. We'll yeah, we'll talk, we'll talk about it when we're not recording. Yeah. The other thing I want to bring up is the Open Cup game, April 7th. The time has changed. It's no longer 7 p.m. It got changed to 4 p.m. So if you were planning on going to that, 
take an hour off of work early and come on down to MCC at 4 p.m. I don't. I drove by MCC the other day. There's no stands up yet, so there's a very high likelihood that the stands are being – I mean, they are being put together, but they, with the weather that we've had recently, wet ground, snow, they might not be able to be put up yet. So I'm assuming it's just going to be the stands that already exist and then just standing room all around. But if you sign up for that newsletter, it's free. So who the fuck cares? Sounds good. You got anything else? No, I think that's it. In and yeah, out. I'm, so thanks for thanks for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions, we'll uh, open up the mailbag probably, probably next week or maybe the week after, after the big Open Cup win. And uh, oh, I got some good ones in there. I got some good yeah. ones. I've been holding on to them. So email us at valiant33podcast at outlook.com or on our socials. Uh, and the website, valiant33.com. Exactly. The numbers 33. This has been the, the, the Valiant the, 33 the, the, the podcast. Numerals. Everything is fine. Nothing is wrong. I've been Mike, and that has been Stuart. Pull up a chair. Put your feet up. Drink that tea. Drink that hot gossip tea. I could just keep doing soft rock radio, Mike, for forever. Well, I'm going to stop recording right about now. <laughs> well, pull up a chair. And... Who can say where the road goes, where the day flows, only time? Who can say where the road goes, where the day flows, only time? Shake that body, shake the bottle, get crunk with it, why? get loose with it, why? Like Shaw said, let Bruce Deuce hit it, hey. get crunk with it, why? get loose with it, why? Like Shaw said, let Bruce Deuce hit it, hey. yeah, shake that real fast, it's time.